Hey everyone, and welcome to the Americana Station podcast. It's your host, Will Payne Harrison. I'm here uh, this week with Dan Whitaker, and I'm excited for you to hear him. Um, also coming up on the podcast, uh, we've got uh, Eric Bolander is coming out soon. Uh, we got the Rough and Tumble, and um, also Zach Russell. Uh, it's all great conversations I'm super excited about. We got some more coming. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my friend David Swayze Hayes, who's been listening and giving me suggestions on uh, people to put on the show. And he even created his own playlist based off of uh, artists that have been on the show. So shout out to David. Thanks so much for uh, being so kind uh, and listening and and supporting Americana Station. Um, If you want to give a shout to me, I'm on Twitter at Will P. Harrison. I'm on Instagram at Will Payne Harrison. Uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, Facebook. I don't really use it quite as often, but I, I believe it's uh, facebook.com slash the real Will Payne Harrison or something like that. I don't know. Just Google Will Payne Harrison and I'll come up. Uh, yeah, so we got some good artists coming up in the next month or so. Um, I got to talk to Rough and Tumble and about their new record. Uh, they're an incredible duo that used to live here in Nashville, but they hit the road and, uh, are, I think they said they're in Florida right now. And then Zach Russell, who's also here in Nashville, um, has a new EP coming out on February 12th. And, uh, this dude, if you haven't listened to him yet, I put him on my Americana highways playlist for this month. Uh, it's one of his older songs, uh, which was produced by Kyle Crownover and, uh, the, the fiddle on that track is super killer. It's a great song. It's the first song on the playlist, so give that a listen. Uh, of course, we got a Dan Whitaker tune on that playlist as well. I believe I put Rough and Tumble, and um, Eric Bolander has a, a new like live session that's also on there. So there's a lot of the, the guys on the podcast are uh, on my new playlist. That's the Americana Highways Backroads playlist. It is on Spotify, uh, so make sure you check them out. Make sure you go to AmericanaHighways.com com org damn i think it's dot org americana highways.org and um read some of the reviews uh give them a donation if you feel so inclined they've been doing so much for the americana music scene and uh, i really appreciate melissa and all of them uh and i i've also written a couple of articles and i plan on writing some more so uh maybe you'll see my name on a byline for uh your next favorite band uh so yeah, let's get into it. We, this week we've got Dan Whitaker, and uh, he is an incredible treasure in the Chicago music scene. So let's talk about him. Whitaker is a singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist who has steadfastly held on to his vision during the highs and lows of a 30-year independent music career. Gave me what I needed most You weren't afraid to love me To him, it's simple. Stay true to the song wherever it may lead. My ears come As if they were a pipe dream Following up on his 2019 album Far, Far Away with honky-tonk band The Shinebenders, Dan Whitaker is about to step into a solo waters for the first time in 22 years, bringing decades of his songs together in a new retrospective anthology album. To kick off his new direction, Whitaker is releasing a remastering of his 1999 solo bootleg folk album, Moving On With You. Without further ado, here's Dan Whitaker. So long cold, I thought my heart was frozen. You were like an April day. I guess I was just dozing. Hey everyone, today on the podcast, I have Dan Whitaker with me. Um, you might know him from his band, uh, The Shinebenders, uh, but he has a new record coming out. Uh, or, no, wait, did it come out today? It did come out, come out today, yeah. It came out today, Moving On With You. Um, so, Dan, did this, you recorded this in 1999, but it's just coming out now, is that correct? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh... I record, yeah, I recorded it. It's kind of, it was kind of a bootleg do-it-yourself thing, um, um, you know. And I guess I never properly released it, so I got it remastered. And uh, you know, we just figured we'd schedule the uh, a release for it to 
a lot of people have not heard it or not really familiar that I, you know, do other stuff than honky tonk stuff. How, how does, how is it looking back on something that you wrote 22 years ago? Does it feel like really nostalgic? Uh, do you see like the flaws in the music or are you like pretty impressed with where you were 22 years ago? Um, it's, um, well, yeah, no, I, I am, I, th- I think it was a good album and, you know, a good batch of songs and I was, I was in a good place, good, good, um, mental, uh, place where I could write a good batch of songs. You know, I had some time, I was going through some issues, uh, personally and you know with my music and um so you know yeah like not all, every song i write is is good <laughs> but uh this is a good period um and you know i i do a lot of i've been writing songs for a long time and i i i'm still i still play songs that i wrote when i was 18 um and so i i guess i've always been playing old songs, new songs, kind of, kind of old songs or whatever. But, um, yeah, you know, this, this is just, uh, a nice collection and, um, I'm pretty happy w- w- looking back at, at it. And, you know, a lot of it, I just recorded live. Um, a couple of them have overdubs, uh, but, um, yeah, it was a fun, it was a, f- it was fun making the record as I, as I recall, just by myself. And I did a lot with the songs uh, with bands later, you know. Yeah, it, it, um, and it was pretty low-key, like just like mostly banjo and um, guitar and a couple other instruments, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 80% of it is just me playing guitar and singing and maybe with harmonica. Is and this then, kind uh, of your Nebraska <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. A couple of, I had an old four track laying around, you know, the actual reel to reel. Yeah. And I did a couple of songs on that. So that's why you you hear me playing a few different instruments on like Honey Baby, because that was a four track song. Oh, very cool. So, um, yeah, you said most people know you for your honky tonk stuff, but this is a a little bit more like stripped down uh, folk music. where where do you or i guess where did you draw your uh, influence from uh for the record well um for you know i don't know if, if there's anything in particular that i was drawing from other uh but I, I have i definitely have uh musical heroes and favorite songwriters you know uh definitely you know guys like dylan and in uh you know, Joni Mitchell and Neil Young, Leonard Cohen, and those type of songwriters um, that I've always been inspired by for any, any song that I'm writing. Um, and I think that um, in this case, uh, you know, I was just confined to like playing a guitar because I'm just by myself. Um, and, it, you know, it's kind of a folky setting uh if you do that so um i guess that's just how it came out came out you know yeah yeah do you do you like the restriction of it just being like mostly one instrument and voice is that like a challenge for you yeah it is it is and i i mean i've been getting back into playing acoustic guitar and um I was playing a little harmonica back then, but now I'm playing a lot of harmonica. So, I mean, I have, you know, I have like a Lee Oscar set of harmonicas in different keys. So I use those, those extensively um, as I change from key to key. And I find that playing solo or maybe just playing with a, like a duet, like I do a lot of gigs with my bass player where he, he provides the rhythm. He's slapping the bass and he's playing the bass, you know, the bass yeah. notes. And um, so he's like the rhythm section and I'm the melody section. So I'm singing, I'm playing harmonica, I'm playing guitar and, you know, or guitar riffs and stuff. Um, so, 
you know, uh, when you just have the guitar, uh, yeah, you're really restricted um, in, in, you know, the type of sounds and textures you can, you can uh, put across. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it definitely uh, kind of opens up a, a different like style even than, um, you know, cause I'm a, I'm a big fan of folk music as well. And, uh, I, I try, I try to do, uh, honky tonk music, uh, when I have a band, but it's, it's a similar thing when I'm, I'm going solo. I, I tend to, it's hard, it's harder to do the kind of country honky tonk thing when you're solo more often. So you got to be a little more creative with, uh, I guess sounding interesting. Um, with yeah. And voice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, w w one good thing about playing solo, especially with your voice, you know, uh, that I, I've noticed is that, well, if you don't have to harmonize with anybody, you, I mean, I feel like I, ha I have more freedom so I can kind of, well, I'm feeling this way tonight. I'm going to sing it with a slightly different melody and, you know, kind of riff off of that melody and that kind of energy, you know, yeah. rather than just do, replaying it the same way I've sung it a hundred times. Do you find lyrically that you uh, play with it differently as well when you're doing more of a solo folk thing? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you definitely really need to have some, um, you know, meaningful I think maybe the, the lyrics need to be a little more meaningful or um, you need to, I don't know, there's not a whole lot of instrumentation you can do. So like, I guess it's a little more geared to multiverse song, you know, multiverses in one song. Um, like, I don't know, I, I have a song on this album called A Man in His Age and it has, um, I think it has 10 verses. Those are, you know, it, it probably took me 15 years just to remember all the words <laughs> <of> that song. <laughs> and I didn't that's, want to that's do That's very Dylan-esque. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is something that's that's cool when you're doing folk music is that, um, you know, you can, it can be so lyrically driven and have so many verses um, because the, the lyrics are, are king. Uh, not that they're not in, in country and honky tonk, but, you know, it's... Um, yeah, they're a little more central. Yeah, yeah. Now, you said uh, earlier we were talking and you said uh, that you have an online gig uh, coming up. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what you're doing with your uh, gig? Yeah, so, um, well, I, I have been uh, streaming on uh, a Facebook page called, um, it's called uh, uh, Live from the Lost Highway. It's like a Facebook page. Um, but th in this case, I'm doing all the songs from this record in order. So all the moving on tunes, uh, I believe it's 12 tunes. And um, I'll be doing those on a YouTube show. And that will be on January 16th at 8 p.m. Central. And uh, if you're interested, you can get tickets uh, through Eventbrite. And I also have a link on uh, Facebook page um for that if uh, you're interested very cool yeah that's awesome um yeah it's such a weird time to be you know releasing and performing because um most of the gigs are online type situations um that's cool that you that you have one lined up for it, it is uh there going to be any special guests or is it going to mostly just be you this one will just be me. A lot of a lot of my streams I'll do with my bass player Earl, um, but I, I I wanted to do this one solo because the album is solo, you know. Yeah. To kind of kind of come full circle there, and do do like a modern rendition of the whole album. I thought it'd be kind of interesting for people to 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 see, you know. And it's gonna be. Uh... You can. You're probably gonna do a lot more harmonica on it, though. Now that you, yeah, very cool. Um, 
So you also, if I can remember correctly, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the you're putting out another record this year. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Is that um, with the Shinebenders? No, that it's solo uh, too. That will be that is a solo t- album as well. Although I have a couple of those guys on there helping me out. Um, but uh, I'm trying to raise some money with the moving on with you, so I can kind of finish my my album. Yeah, that I'm working on right now. Um, because it's just like, oh, I got to go in the studio again. Yeah. Uh, uh, the hour studio hours uh, you know, rack up pretty pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but this album is is also gonna be my older songs. Um, so I played in a band called Great Plains Gypsies for a long time. And then a band, we kind of changed our name at one point to the Gyps. Um, so I have like six albums between those two of original tunes. Um, and as well as that, I have, um, I played another band uh, when I was in school uh, here in Northern Illinois in DeKalb, uh, a band called Junebug Massacre. And that band never really got to record. Um, so some of the, some of the songs are from that band, some from GPG, some from the Gyps. Um, but anyway, the new album is kind of an anthology of these older songs that people may not be familiar with. Um, uh, as, as, as much as they are with, uh, my, honky tonk stuff right with the shine vendors so i'm gonna do or i have already recorded it i'm I'm mixing it now but um it is uh you know you know they're they're older songs but they're uh acoustic versions so a lot of them may have been rock songs um originally um when i recorded them with the band and so these are kind of more stripped down and i'm playing a lot of different instruments on this album um where what studio did you go to and did you self-produce it or have a producer um i'm it's kind of co i'm co-producing with uh my friend todd rittman and it's his studio uh it, i don't know if it even has a name i have to ask him about that <laughs> <laughs> um it's not too far from where i live it's here on uh, in chicago on fullerton avenue um kind of in Logan square ish area. Okay. How is the, the scene in Chicago? I've played a few times, mostly, uh, uh, shoot. What is that? Uh, it's a little acoustic place. I can't think of the name of it. Um, and the elbow room, I've played at the elbow room a couple of times, but, uh, I haven't, you know, spent a lot of time in Chicago. What is, what is like the folk in the honky tonk scene like there? Well, um, it's, it's been getting better. Uh, I mean, pre pandemic anyway, it was, it was on a quite a uh, incline. I would, I would say compared, I mean, I've lived in Chicago for nearly 30 years. And, uh, you know, when I started playing country music, there was a couple of bands playing country music. Yeah. Um, now there's a lot of bands playing country music and they're also, you know, younger, uh, people, you know, um, and it's, it's actually, you know, kind of hip to do this now, uh, where, whereas before it was people, you know, didn't really know how to take you. Um, you know, I was like, I, I used to play with my, with, with my country band, uh, here and in the suburbs, and, you know, people, it was like people had never heard classic country before. And within the last, um, you know, 15, 20 years, I, now everybody knows all about classic country. They know all their favorite artists and songs and, and they know, and, you know, and now there's a new crop of artists that like to emulate, you know, um, all these classic guys, you know, like Willie Nelson or, George Jones or Merle Haggard, Loretta Lynn, you know? Um, so it's pretty cool. And, um, me and, um, 
some friends of mine uh, have a little group called Chicago Honky Tonk. And we were uh, putting on shows, um, a monthly show at the Empty Bottle was, was a Sunday thing. Uh, Empty Bottle has, is, is very cool uh, because there's a lot of two-steppers that show up. Um, yeah. I actually, I think I saw you play there uh, when I was in town once uh, for one of the Chicago Honky Tonks. Oh, great. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, then, um, and that, that all uh, got really going because there's a band called the Hoyle Brothers that have been playing uh, at the Empty Bottle every Friday uh, for a happy hour. And, um, you know, they've been doing that for 16 years and uh, they've built up just this loyal crowd of um, people that like to dance or just like to go drink and listen to them, you know? So a lot thanks to them for, for helping bring bring country around again yeah. here in Chicago. Yeah. It, it was cool too, because um, I think it's, they were on like Sunday afternoons at like what, like three or four in the afternoon when y'all were doing it. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. The, the Chicago honky talk matinees. Yeah. Yeah. The matinees. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it was cool because, you know, um, everyone here in Nashville knows how to dance and uh, it can be a little bit intimidating to get out on the dance floor, but uh, it, it definitely felt like, you know, it was a lot of people that were learning and a lot of people that didn't know. So it had a, a very like, we're all learning this together kind of feel, which was, was nice and relaxing. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Um, I mean, a lot of towns when I get out, get out and play music in different towns, not every town there, there are dancers. So Nashville is one of them, you know, and Austin is one of them. Yeah. And Chicago is one of them. Have you made it down to like Lafayette or Louisiana down in South Louisiana? I, not to Lafayette. I've played in New O, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. They're they're definitely dancers down there too. Mm-hmm. So with the uh solo stuff though, what kind of venues I, I guess um it's kind of a not really a time to play at venues, but um what's sort of like what's the vibe with the I guess the solo kind of folk uh scene? Well, I mean, this last summer I was playing, uh, I played a few solo gigs. Um, and a lot, of, there's a lot of, uh, probably same in Nashville, a lot of outdoor gigs, you know, Yeah, yeah. where, um, there's not necessarily a PA or anything. I mean, you got to bring your own gear, your own little mini speakers or board. Um, so, uh, I, you know, people will, are just kind of, you know, hungry for entertainment. <laughs> if yeah. They can go to anything, you know, uh, like we're pretty locked down here in Chicago. I mean, it's cold, cold as hell. So you really couldn't play outdoors if you wanted. Um, but you know, people are hungry for entertainment. Uh, and you know, I, I think appreciative if it's a solo person or just a couple people trying to make a racket, you know, to entertain them. Um, so, I mean, I guess I don't really have like a grand scheme of, uh, in mind, but I'm just kind of taking it, you know, week to week. Um, and if, you know, if everybody gets vaccinated and there's no more pandemic and everybody wants to, you know, dance again, uh, that would be great. And I could get a bigger band going and if the, you know, if the club would pay me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's part that's that's half the problem i mean to, truthfully that you're yeah. gonna pay, if you're gonna play a gig and you're only gonna get a hundred bucks um you know i'd rather split that you know maybe with one other guy or not at all <laughs> yeah um, in nashville the, the the that's the problem is if you get paid a hundred bucks you still got to pay each of the players a hundred bucks. So, um, it, 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 they don't, you know, that's not sustainable. Yeah. It's not sustainable at all. So the, a lot of times, um, 
it's it's really special occasions that I play full band uh, here in Nashville, unless the band's willing to play for tips, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess it is what it is, but like, you, you know, you you got to do what you got to do to to you know if you want to make any money as a musician. It's so. Um, yeah, yeah. The, you know the pandemic is is not helping anything that, that's for sure uh but it is like you know it 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 does help in a sense that we are more uh centered on what is important in our lives you know right have you been uh writing more now that you're kind of locked down and it's cold yeah, I think I have been. I mean, I'm always writing, but I do go through some droughts where I'm not even thinking about it. And then I find that if I'm the more kind of free time I have, that's when I want to write. Um, if I'm busy, I'm like, oh, I got to get ready for this gig or I got to, you know, I got to do this side hustle to make some money or I got to do whatever. Uh, I'm, you know, my energy is, is depleted yeah. and I, I don't, I don't really want to think about, you know, a verse or maybe a, a something for a new song. Um, but I, I have been finishing a lot of songs. I write I write my songs kind of in fragments these days where I'll put a, put a, put down a good idea, just record it on my phone or whatever, and then just kind of get back to it at some point and and if it you know if it strikes my fancy the second time i listen to it i'll i'll try to uh elaborate and see if i can put some words to it or you know something like that that's pretty much exactly how i write these days as well mm-hmm. just yeah you get like one verse and then you know you, you gotta do something else so you just kind of come back to it and see if you can figure out a chorus or um, yeah, and then with a little perspective, you can you can figure out if it's any good too, or if you're going in the wrong direction, or if you're plagiarizing someone. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, wait a minute, this melody is uh, Blackbird or something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you write, are you writing for like projects, or are you just kind of writing to write? Um, do you have like a a specific goal in mind uh, when you're writing songs? Well. Sometimes yes, yeah, some a lot of times no. Um, so like, for example, um, you know when when me and the Shinebenders are going full tilt, I'm playing so many gigs that I'm like, you know, I need a song that kind of has a rhythm, like, you know, like, or, or I need a song that has like just like a super solid like shuffle beat that people can dance to so sometimes i will yeah and then i'll I'll try to figure out like well what what so what should the song be about so i have written some tunes that way um i guess an example on my last album um far far away uh an example would be don't blame me it's my honky tonk heart i I was playing, you know, a lot of gigs and it's like, I really need a song like, you know, it's kind of mid tempo and it's just like a really easy song to dance to that people are going to go nuts for. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, I just came up with it and uh, it fit the bill and um, it, it did exactly that. I think people, people really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I had written about, I think five or six like country songs and I re- I've really wanted to do just like a full on country album. Cause I mostly do more Americana kind of like all over the place stuff. And I really wanted something that was a little more, uh, I guess just like all similar style songs. And um, I, I sat down and, and finished, you know, uh, five or six more country songs so that I could have a full country record. But in that process, I wrote, probably you know four or five like folk songs so um yeah it's 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 always like i mean you just got to write what you write i guess you know 
Um, yeah, I mean, if it's if something's good coming out of you, uh, you might as well just write it for like like you say. Uh, you don't want to just throw it away. I mean, you could use it for something else or a different record or, you know, don't, you don't have to put it out like right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've got, yeah, I've got some songs, you know, that I, I, it took me like five years to write. Yeah. You said, uh, shoot. Um, it was something about a man, um, a man in his age was mm-hmm. the, was the 10, uh, verse song on the record. Yeah. Um, was that the one of the ones that took five years to write or is there another one on the record that took even longer? No, I see. Well, back then I was writing a little quicker and I, I think I was in a little bit more of a groove. Um, and I had a lot of alone time. I, I really can, I, I can kind of rattle off a lot of songs if I'm like completely alone. Uh, although that's, you know, it's, it has other bad consequences. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> can also drink a lot more when you're yeah. alone. <laughs> it can get a lot of trouble. Um, get a lot of trouble, yeah. But uh, I think for a man in his age, I think I seem to remember kind of just like, oh, here's another verse, you know, like uh, I got a little more a little more to say here, you know, um, and I just kept rattling off. It was just one of those things. Um, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but that I totally understand that, uh, because three years ago, I think I wrote 40 songs in like six months and in 2020 I wrote like five songs. So <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, it was I harder gotta... in 2020 to, to have anything to talk about though, for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you don't want to do like cliched things, uh, uh, and, and, you know, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's always hard and I don't want to push like, especially with lyrics. Um, I don't want to push myself to, you know, uh, try to just write something for the sake of writing it. I want, I want to be inspired by something. Um, so a lot of times I'll just kind of come up with a, like a melody and just like sing gibberish while I'm playing guitar and just let it sit. And then, you know, maybe in one, one day I'll just, you know, I, I got an idea for that, for that song. And then, then it'll just start flowing from there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do similar things too, where I come up with the melody first and then I'm, I'm looking for the right words, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of, uh, I guess flow in the way that you're kind of speaking the gibberish. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly. And then once you get that, like you get that ball rolling and then it's a little bit easier to kind of uh, make things fit, I think, and, and kind of see where you're going with the story. Yeah. It's that initial kind of, you get over the hump and then it kind of unlocks the, the gates so that the, the ideas and, and the rhymes can just come flying in and you can just put them down. Yeah. It, I think one thing that I'm, I'm going to try to work through this year for my songwriting is uh, I, I go kind of, you, you mentioned like cliche, but are like, just like those safe spaces where you kind of do the same thing that you've always done. And you're like, no, this sounds like 10 other songs I have. And uh, my, I think my goal this year is to break out of that more where, um, cause that, that really stops my songwriting process. Cause I'm like, no, I'm just playing G, C and D again. And I'm finger picking the way I always finger pick and, uh, you know, kind of try to explore things that maybe I don't necessarily, uh, you know, use as quite as often and try some new things to hopefully stir up some new songs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Just going from tune to tune, trying to find something that you haven't done before, some different type of way of playing a chord, or maybe maybe it's a rhythm that you haven't used before, or some subject matter that you have avoided. Um, but yeah, it all, it's all, it's all good if you can, you know, break through those those barriers. So you've done a lot of touring in your life too, including uh, you did some touring with Shooter Jennings and 
uh, shoot, there's someone else, Cor- Cor Blund. Yeah, I just just some shows uh, here and there, uh, but not. I didn't really like a tour with the band or anything uh, uh, with with those bands or anything. Played some shows. Oh, okay. But, yeah, mostly most of my touring is is entirely, um, you know, just shows that I set up and try to hit, you know, uh, a, some kind of nice arrangement of town to town thing over, you know, a period of weeks or something. Is that um, something that you miss? Oh yeah. Big yeah. time. Um, you know, the older I get, the more, the more I want to tour. I don't know if everybody, anybody else is like that, but, um, yeah, it's just, I just feel like I want to travel more and more. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would, I would agree with that. There was definitely a period uh, when I was real young, I was like in a rock band and we, we burned ourselves out. So there was a five to seven year period where I literally swore off touring. And then, uh, I, I, something just bit me again and, and, uh, and lit me up and I was ready for the road after that five to seven years. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be burned out. Uh, so all in good time, uh, should be, you know, doing, doing what you want to do. <laughs> if you don't want to tour, don't tour. Yeah. But, uh, or play shows. I mean, I, especially in this, this time, um, when you can't play shows, um, unfortunately, I, this is the time I want to play shows. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it probably, uh, have you done much solo touring or have you mostly been with bands when you toured? Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't really done any solo touring. It's, it's kind of more freeing um, because uh, like personally, I think part of the reason I burned out was like having to be with uh, three other dudes in a van and you're pissed at them and cause you know, they did something stupid or whatever and, and you can't get away from them and they want to do this one thing and you want to do this one thing or whatever. But uh, you know, solo, you know, you can afford, like a Airbnb for yourself and you, or you can sleep in your van if you want to, and you can go and see the sites that you want to. And nobody's, you know, bitching about not, you know, going where you want to go. And, uh, it's, it's nice. It's pretty nice. And I feel like you make more money because it's just you, you're not sharing the money with other people. So. Yeah, that, no, that's a good idea. I I think I'd be into that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 2021 or 2022. Dan Whitaker takes on the world. So <laughs> I might just do that. It's, it's pretty great. Um, and I, I don't know, there's, there's something, um, I'm sure, you know, just because we have the similarities and like the lyrical content, but also like the, you know, having a band that gets people to dance. Like there's something that feels like really rewarding too, when people pay attention to your lyrics and they're not just there to dance. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Um, and I can tell that just from streaming, you know, you can get people to listen to the lyrics a lot more. Um, if, I mean, uh, if you're solo, uh, there's, that's, it's, it's central in the presentation of the music, music, I guess. Right. Yeah people are listening a lot more. Do you like have a favorite uh, city that you like to play in or area? Um, well, it's probably Austin. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, all the gigs I've, I've played in, in Texas have been a, a lot of fun. Um, and it's nice and warm there. So I'm, I'm, I'm fond of that state, although politically it's, it's a little weird, but, um, yeah, yeah. Especially right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, they get it though. And they can, they can sniff out the bullshit. Cause you know, they have like all the great Texas songwriters and country people. So they know when you're good and they can really sniff it out. 
yeah, s- s- such a great tradition of, of uh, good uh, songwriters and bands and dance bands down there. Uh, people, you know, people, it's part of their lives a lot. It seems a lot more so. Um, yeah. I mean, Chicago has the Chicago is a, is a, is a good place for music. Um, but I don't think it's, it's quite as like ingrained in the people, like in their DNA as it is down there. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the country world, I imagine. I mean, I know you guys have like bloodshot and, um, you have some good, you know, country music up there, but, um, it's, you know, Texas, it's like, yeah, you're bottle fed that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I find Kentucky is probably one of my favorite places to play just the entire state anywhere in Kentucky. Okay. I I haven't done too much touring in Kentucky, just a little bit. What's your favorite uh, city to play there? Um, I want to say it. It's probably Newport, just because they have the um, um. I get. I'm, I'm blanking on it right now. I just played a an event to save their stage too. Um, oh my gosh, the the church place. Yes. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm blanking on it. But I played uh, there once. Uh, Southgate. Southgate House Revival. Yes, thank you. Um, and that, that place, just the people, the, the, the kind of people that are there that are listening and they really care. That's just like, uh, it feels like a, a second home. It's, it's really a great place, but, uh, Lexington's really awesome too. Mm-hmm. Louisville's awesome. <laughs> Frankfurt's awesome. Um, I mean, there's not really a bad place to play in, in Kentucky. They really love music and lyrics. All right. Thanks for the tip. I'll uh, make a point of it. Yeah, it's it's great. Also, uh, you probably know about Indianapolis. That's a little bit closer to y'all. Yeah, I, I've been playing there. Uh, well, uh, Dukes opened up a couple of years ago. Dukes is awesome. Yeah, so that, that place is cool. And they have really good fried chicken. Yeah. Oh, man, I, had, I was supposed to play there in March. Oh, no. And that one got canceled, obviously. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great place. And people really, they really come for the music there too. Yeah. That was really encouraging. Cause I mean, well, historically Indy has not been, uh, great for country. Um, it had some more rock stuff, but, uh, I was, I was ecstatic when Duke's opened because, you know, I don't think that city had seen a, a club like that before. And really? It, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that makes kind sense. Of, it was kind of a black hole there for a while, a lot of years. Uh, yeah, there's there was a couple of places. Uh, the high hi-fi isn't that's the one, or is it high tone? High no, high tone's Memphis. Hi-fi. The um, hi-fi is that's a little punk rock bar, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a, a indie, yeah, rock. But uh, they do a lot of folk and and I guess more Americana than mm-hmm. country. But um, it's a cool venue too. Uh, but yeah, I, I love indie. Uh, that that kind of general area of like Ohio, uh, Kentucky, uh, Indiana uh, is is pretty good to me. It's a great place to find. Uh, Fans and, and, and venues. Yeah, cool. Nice. But um, yeah, so you got a new album right now that uh, is out as of today. Um, well, by the time we put this up, it'll be uh, a week. But um, And you are coming out with another record later in the year. What is, what's the second one going to be called? It's going to be called One More Story Told. Okay, and, and that's uh, a title track uh, from that album, and that was 
one of these songs that I was telling you about, it was originally um, a rock song. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been kind of acousticized, although it's, it still has, I've, I played some steel guitar on it. It sounds pretty cool. Um, it's got some nice. brooding piano on it. Um, I guess it's, it's kind of, that one's kind of a, almost has kind of a, like a Nick Cave and a Bad Seeds type of sound. Oh, cool. Did you get, do, do you do drums and bass and stuff on it as well? Yeah, well, my bass player is playing on the whole album, but he's playing uh, upright. Okay. And um, there's not a drum set on this album. I, it was kind of a thing, uh, one thing that I wanted to not have on the album. So I asked my my drummer that I usually play with, um, you know, if he was interested. And he said, yeah. I'm like, well, okay, let's, I want want you to use you know a little cajon a little snare and hi-hat you know a little shaker a little tambo you know just like all the all the little things rather than having you know the just the usual you know where we get the drum kit sound and there's the the big kick drum and i just didn't want to have you know like that normal experience of having to work everything work around the drums so i went in and i i just recorded acoustic guitar for all the songs and then we built it from that yeah i i i I, those are some of my favorite albums to be honest uh when it's just built around the acoustic guitar instead of built around the drums um I think something unique or, or built around something acoustic, you know, it could be piano, whatever, but it, it, mm-hmm. it just brings something unique out um, when it's, it's more, when it's less like the rhythm based part and more the, the, the feel of the instrument. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely excited to hear the new uh, record. Cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm excited to get it out there too. Um, I think people like it and, you know, it, it'll sound good, and it, it, it's uh, like like the one I'm re- reissuing today. I um, mean, uh, it is acoustic, but this version has is well layered. It's 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 not bare bones um, type of folk recording like uh, "Moving On With You" is. Well, uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Um, what is Uh, before we go, what is the best way for uh, people to check out your solo music and um, purchase your record? Uh, Just go to uh, danwhitaker.com. That has all my stuff from, uh, from the bands I play with and my solo. So I just, I just try to centralize everything uh, since uh, the pandemic so it's not so confusing for people, you know? Yeah. Um, and you can, um, you can buy um, CDs or I have one, one vinyl available, one, one album on vinyl. Um, you, you can link to any of my digital things. Uh, the band camp, there's a band camp link for moving on with you. Uh, that is just, just a digital release at this point. And, um, and then you can sign up for the mail list. Um, so yeah, just go to the, uh, go to the website. That'll one-stop shop. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely a big proponent of a band camp these days. It's, it's a great way to, to get money directly to the artists that they deserve. <laughs> for sure. And I, I'm looking forward, to, I guess I have a streaming thing that they're starting up and kind of slowly rolling it out. So on band camp? That, yeah. The kind of the Patreon thing? Uh, well, I mean, I know you can you can have paid uh, yeah, like a subscription, direct- yeah, and then they, people can directly access your catalog because it's already all on there, you know. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm actually looking into that because I think that that's such a good idea and I'm glad that they're doing that. So that's super cool. I'll check out yours too. And uh, are you streaming from there anytime soon? Uh, no, I, I still, I'm waiting on them to get back to me about, uh, I think they're, they're doing like a slow rollout of who can actually stream. Cool. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, this, this show that I'm doing on the 16th will be on, on YouTube. And, uh, you can find that information at danwhitaker.com as well. Yep. Awesome. Well, Dan, thank you so much, uh, for stopping by the podcast and um, I, I really look forward to the new record that you're uh, about to put out and I'm uh, enjoying what I've heard so far of this record. Now that it's all out, I'll definitely go uh, to Bandcamp and check out the whole thing. Um, thanks, Will. And thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, hopefully I'll see you in Chicago when all this mess is over. <laughs> yeah. Or I will see you in Nashville uh, at the Legion or something like that. Yes, that would be great. <laughs> Yeah, I will definitely come check you when you hit up the Legion. Cool. Great to talk with you, Will. You too. Have a good one. All right, that's it for this Americana Station episode. Uh, thanks, Dan, for stopping by. Um, make sure that you rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to right now. That helps us out tremendously. Um, leave a comment um, and share with your friends. Tell more people about this podcast. The more people that know... Uh, the more uh, all these artists get to be heard uh, and their new records get to be heard. So let's support the community uh, and just Americana in general and uh, rate and review, pass it along, uh, tell your friends and make sure you follow the Americana Highways Backroads playlist so you can hear all these guys uh, each month. Until next time, I'm Will Payne Harrison in this Americana station. Now our turn is coming up across that bridge. There ain't no looking back then once we do Time is ticking heavy and it never stops I can't think of a better thing to do Baby, now I'm moving on with you Moving on with you Moving on with you Baby, moving on with you